the Nuts and Bolts podcast. Tonight's guest, nobody. No, just us tonight, man. That's it. We don't need nobody else right now. Man, we hadn't done it. Yeah, we hadn't done a show just us in a while. And uh, man, I've got a really cool guest. He was going to work with a schedule to make it on tonight, but man, I kind of felt bad about kind of rushing him into it because I did hit him up last minute. So we've got him scheduled up for next week. And it's it's one you guys want to come back for. It's good stuff, man. Got a cool big event coming up that we'll talk about later. And uh, that ought to be a good time, man. He's, he's, he's very, very, very thick in the hobby. So you guys will definitely know this guy. Nice. All right. All right. Hell yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I think uh I think that'll be good. It does seem kind of rushed. Uh, I know everybody's been busy, busy. I know Matt's been busy with work and Casey's busy and yeah, this is the busiest time of the year for me. Jason's got a lot going on. It's just just glad we we're able to do a show period. So Oh yeah. Man, I'm like a three legged billy goat in an ass kicking contest. <laughs> that's that's how that goes, right? <laughs> something like that okay cool close enough All i right. thought it was a uh, busier <laughs> than a three-pecker dog or something like that you know well that makes too much sense jeez uh, kind of took a weird turn right there yeah know. well maybe just me it happens <laughs> hey i wonder if we got any voicemails We've from done worse. Spiegel. you know uh he posted on there asking for the phone number and uh yep, I- I didn't get a notification. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he, he did it. I'm not sure he had the right phone number. <laughs> I think uh, his lack of web search kind of screwed him and screwed <laughs> all of us for listening to this voicemail. Nah, we'll keep giving I, him shit until he <laughs> figures it out. I don't know that. Maybe Brian Christensen called that number. I I think that must have been the only one. It didn't get a lot of feedback, so I take it that no one has checked. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. So leave us a voicemail. It'll be fun. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ball. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Scrappile Facebook group has been a little slow. Spiegel posted in there yesterday, and that's really kind of one of the first ones I've seen in a while. It's I guess there's been a few here and there, but um, now that In and Out and Whataburger's kind of died out. Can't really get anybody to argue about much else. Yeah, it's Airwolf just... clearly won that other war. Yeah, apparently. Absolutely, they did. Bunch <clears throat> of fucking idiots. I swear. <laughs> Easy, Blue Thunder. Easy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the yeah. only guy that thought Blue Thunder was going to win that. Blue Thunder is definitely a good movie. Uh-huh. I think it's far superior to Airwolf. Negative. Uh, I, I don't think, even like yeah, the but, Bell 222 because of Airwolf. Well, here's the deal. Are we talking about the like the show or are we talking about the helicopter itself? Uh, for me, the helicopter is what I was talking about. Yeah, Airwolf is far superior. Mm-hmm. I just don't think so, dude. <laughs> it's way sexier than that pig of a heli that they Easily. made uh, Blue Thunder out to be with, you know, I mean, how much shit can you add to a helicopter and still have it fly? It's I don't like know, majestic... dude. The, the army does it all the time. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. One is like a, ma- a majestic, you know, orca whale, you know, just flying through the air. Yeah. With with <laughs> missiles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it has a fucking button for turbo. 
No, I guess bear, <laughs> Blue, Blue Thunder, Thunder has the yeah, it has the uh, it's a switch. Yep. Oh, whatever. Yeah, and it has a whisper mode, which was well, pretty cool. Let me, yeah, well, let me tell you how this went. They were like, okay, so Night Riders doing really good, right? Helicopters are cool, right? We should make like a <laughs> Night Rider helicopter equivalent, but like the helicopter's not smart enough to talk to you and stuff, but it's still ripping. That's yeah. exactly See, how that went. I always thought. I always thought they should have done the Knight Rider, uh, Knight Rider Airwolf crossover, like a movie, where they were both on it. Oh, oh yeah, they were badass. both. Yeah, it'd well, be so like you, you had the guys from Knight Rider, the, the guys from Knight Rider making Airwolf, and then you had the A team over in some garage grabbing every piece of whatever crap they can get to weld it up to this <laughs> helicopter to make their bulletproof van come out of the. And, right. dude, and then, are we really going to argue whether Knight Rider or? <laughs> A team is better. A team no, is clearly the winner. That's not. Hey, just I'm not saying they weren't. I'm just saying that's the kind not of everything's idea a competition. Not everything's a competition, Clay. Yeah, <laughs> it's not about A team and not rudder. Don't be changing the subject. Blue Thunder no, lost. No, with you, with you were trying to equate it to that though. No, that's, that's not it. what it was. I'm just talking about who built what. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, MacGyver was a shit. Somebody mentioned that a second oh, yeah. ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're talking about this whole A-team situation and everything like that. MacGyver shows up with an avocado, some freaking tinfoil, and a nine iron, and stuff just goes crazy, you know? <laughs> hey, He's got to have duct tape. He's got to have duct tape. So, I got yeah, one duct- for you guys. Do you guys remember a show in the early to mid-90s? Uh, I think the show was called Viper, but it was based on a Dodge Viper. Yes. Yeah, I vaguely remember it. Yeah, it I don't, I don't remember anything about it other than that. And it's just one of those obscure, you know, television series that has since been forgotten. But yeah, yeah. they were yep, trying to remake Night Rider with a Viper. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it did well, not make it to season two. Po- poorly well, attempted. Well, dude, the Viper. I mean, Viper. While it's cool, the Trans Am is very cool. You know, more historic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess the right Viper could be better than certain Trans Ams, but certain right. Trans Ams are always going to be the best. The Viper's still a I Chrysler think, product, so I'm out. Yeah, I agree with that. And it was David David Hasselhoff made the show, man. It wasn't the don't car. Hasselhoff. That's <laughs> right. Uh, Casey spends more time in the sand than David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm at the beach oh man <laughs> i just had to throw that in there hey speaking of uh, uh adam sandler stuff so i went and looked it up i couldn't stand it on uh big daddy uh it was the first girlfriend's name was uh, uh it was a v so casey pointed it's out always to me these yeah uh but it doesn't list her last name it just says her first name in the credits um yeah, the leading woman in any Adam Sandler movie is has the initials VV. Well, in this case, in Big Daddy, she's not really the leading woman. She's the girlfriend that dumped him for the guy that had the five year plan. Right. And uh, so, so yeah, she was his chick. That's usually the leading role. I know that the other chick came in and would like took over that. Yeah, spot, yeah. But Joey Lauren, whatever her name is, Joey Lauren the Adams. J- yep. Yeah, the Jerry Maguire chick. Yeah. I always right. remember her from uh, Dazed and Confused. Is it Renee Zellweger? 
Her name's Layla Maloney. No, it's Joey Lowe oh, yeah. Adams. Jo okay, yeah. I'm way off. Yeah. And then... uh, I like it better when I don't know their name. <laughs> I always just remember she has that weird, like, dude's name. I was like, well, Joey's a weird name for a chick. It's just a baby kangaroo. What's so weird about it, Clay? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I suppose. Vanessa. Christy Swanson played Vanessa in that movie. That's what it was. All right. I'm going to play the devil's advocate this, this week. Hey, what you been working on? <laughs> I was going to put the Jeopardy song over that well, whole bit. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, let's see. Uh, we got to go out and go fly Saturday. And uh, was flying the uh, 104 laser, flew the uh, nitroxy a little bit. Uh, got my uh, Mamba 60 that I bought back in. Uh, well, actually, I kind of won it. Yeah. yeah, I actually won an oh, RDA yeah. and I traded it for a Mamba 60. And I finally took it out of the box and put it together on Friday night. So, got the Mamba 60 out, put a couple flights on it. And uh, yeah, then we had a storm blow in on Saturday afternoon about, uh, what do y'all think, 30, 45 seconds? After, after took you off. took off yeah wow and, yeah and uh so i did a near vertical landing with my laser get it on the ground everything's <laughs> good and uh in a uh lapse of judgment tried to turn it around and taxi it back to me when picked it up tossed it and oh. broke the rudder dented and scratched the canopy chipped the prop oh Bent the spinner. It did a bunch of damage. Uh, he's he's leaving out the lead up to that because me and Mike and Bill were all in the air. We all yeah. looked to the south and went, holy shit, we're going to land. So Mike comes in, I come in, Bill lands. We're taking stuff apart because we can see it blowing in. What's Clay doing? He's rolling his laser out there. He's going to take off. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. He is telling the truth. But in my defense, I'd been flying. I put four flights in with a 2711 on it. And uh, I've got 40 degrees of aileron, but I wasn't able to really hold a hover like I wanted to. It was trying to torque on me. And so right. I'm thinking like, okay, that should be plenty of aileron to stop a torque roll why am I fighting this so much? And, uh, so then I got to thinking about it. I was like, well, let me try a different prop. You know, maybe that prop is just biting a little bit too much and cause a little bit extra torque. So I had a 29, nine prop at home and I just got that prop swapped. And I really wanted to see if that was going to make a difference or not. And I didn't get to find out. So, Oh, dude! Yeah. That I first think it, lap I th when you stopped over the runway, and it's hanging there, like pointed south, and it just some, started some climbing out. Fly <laughs> it was like, flying backwards, dude. It was flying backwards. So here's the other thing: is I come in, I don't know, maybe ten foot high, and uh, the wind gusted, and it shot up to about a hundred foot yeah. in about a half a second. It was crazy, and <laughs> that's when I was like, "Oh shit!" Yep. <laughs> Uh, 
and then my hat blew off and went over into the like almost to the gun club and dude it was howling <laughs> wind and all i could think was like just get back on the ground i didn't turn like i made literally two turns turn you know downwind and then back into the wind and then that's right. when it hit and so i, I was like oh, i'm not gonna dare try to fly around and do anything else so i just basically levitated it right down into place <laughs> so uh, the the part that sucks is you landed it and then basically had a taxiing accident exactly that's the worst part about it is <laughs> and you know matt's you know afterward he's like well i guess we could have just went down there and grabbed it and i'm like yeah that would have been the smart <laughs> move to make i was dumb i made a mistake Nah, but luckily extreme flight had the uh, canopy and the rudder in stock so i ordered both of those the cowling got a little scratch a little bit of scratching on it but i was able to buff most of that out with some wax and uh, the spinner was scratched pretty bad but the big thing is it bent the back plate on it and so the spinner wouldn't it's not going to balance anymore. Like just enough to throw it out. Yeah. Oh, that's frustrating. Uh, dude, it's like, what do you think? A millimeter, yeah, millimeter and a half out. Yeah. It's uh, but it's enough that a five inch spinner, it's going to be so bad out of balance. I went ahead and ordered a new spinner uh, while I was at it. So, and I was going to order props, but, uh, or a prop rather. Um, and try a 28 by nine and a half because I'm that's kind of a tried and true size on those size okay. engines. And uh, there's currently nowhere that I was able to look that has the white and red 28 by nine and a half in stock. You can get a straight up just black carbon fiber, but I really want a white and red prop for that airplane. Yeah, I'd look good on it. And as expensive as props are, I'm just going to wait. So. I've got a, I've still got a good 2711. I'll just run that for so now. What all did you end up ordering? The rudder, spinner, and canopy. Did you order the canopy too? Okay. I wasn't sure if you were going to replace it or not. Yeah. It's, I won't ever, I mean, that the canopy is like the first thing you see just about whenever you look at one. And it's so dented and creased and scratched that I just, I knew I wouldn't be happy I, with it. I was surprised it creased it that bad without and didn't break it. Yeah. You know, didn't crack it, didn't punch a hole through. It just creased it. Yeah. I'll probably hang on to the old one for now. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I went ahead and ordered a new one. So that was a, uh, almost well, $400 screw up. The canopy was fairly inexpensive though, wasn't it? 110 bucks. I didn't think that was bad. No. The shipping. Not, no, the, not size of airplane. The, the shipping, shipping was, it. yes. So the rudder was 68. The canopy was 110. The spinner was 100 or 99. Uh, but the I had to order them from different places. And the canopy and rudder shipping was 60 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Figures. So that's what killed me on that. Um, and so it actually got me to looking because the shipping to a commercial address versus residential, even on those parts, was like almost $20 difference. Oh, wow. Um, and I've been thinking, like, I wonder what it'll take to make my address a commercial address since I do 
operate the laser business out of the shop. I'm going to look into that. I'm going to see if I can't make mine a commercial address. Oh yeah. Write your uh, house off on taxes. Well, mainly because, you know, whenever Matt wants to order an airplane or Casey wants an airplane or whoever, or me, you know, we can have them shipped to my house and not have to. I ain't shipping nothing to y'all again. No, I work at a commercial address. Ever. I'll just ship it to my, uh, yeah, I'll just ship it to work. After the last thing y'all did to me, you want me to ship stuff to your house. I wouldn't yeah. do that to you. Why that you was lie? Carrie's idea. Why? You, well, whatever. You, that was you Carrie's idea. Mm-hmm. You were in on it. Mm-hmm. You tell me you weren't in on it. You were mm-hmm. so in on it. You had me believing that it happened in case I mm-hmm. talked to Matt. See? Well, that part's <laughs> true. But the other part is also true that it was Carrie's idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're an accessory, son. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're in a car. You're in a car with a guy, and he knocks off a liquor store. Nah, man, I'm free and clear. It was his idea. Guilty by association. That, Dude, that listen, the works? getaway driver always gets less time than the guy that pulls the trigger. Well, yeah, because you narc on him. Because that's the kind of dude you are. Because you're in bed with Gary Howard. We know. Yeah, yeah you're a knack. Yeah. <laughs> a knack. We'll lessen. We'll we'll lessen your sentence if you'd say for sure this guy did it. Oh yeah, he fucking did it. hey you know what else i want to mention though what matt pulled off the most impressive auto i have seen in a long time saturday <laughs> with a little with a little bitty helicopter dude that nx4 <laughs> runs smooth out of fuel a long way from the runway <laughs> yeah that was a auto out of necessity yeah, but it was good though. I mean, yeah, right on out. the. I bet he was every bit of a hundred, hundred and fifty yards away, and it was still on the skids out in the rough grass. Yeah, luckily it was moving forward when it quit. But yeah, his short, his sharp, his shorts became a part of him that day. A little bit, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't want to fix that. Well, I'll put it this way: when I heard the engine quit, I was like, oh shit! Ooh, yeah, better, I know. better watch and. I- it I heard everybody impressive. go, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we were all just had the conversation about this thing doesn't auto for shit. Nope. And so it was like, oh, well, we're fixing to see. And it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah luckily, it ended well. So oh, yeah. not too bad. It, it, it autoed better than I thought it would. I'm not going to lie. Because I did not think it was going to come down like that. But uh, it worked out. So. All's well that ends well. Right. Yeah, it came home in one piece. So, And I found out the clunk line, and it was too long. I bought that used, and I never paid attention to it, apparently. So it got shortened, and uh, I didn't get to fly it again. That storm blew in before I got to fly it again. Well, I'm not sure about, uh, like, glow fuel tubing, because, quite frankly, I haven't messed with that many glow airplanes since I learned this. Uh, But you take, like, the Viton – Tigon or the blue tubing. I don't even know what it is at poly or whatever it is that extreme flight and everybody sells. Uh, Every one of them I've had uh, tends to stretch a little bit once they get wet. Yeah. And uh, so I actually started shortening my clunk lines up a little bit uh, without a filter clunk, just a standard clunk. I had one where the clunk line swelled just a touch and the clunk actually got up against the bottom of the tank and restricted the fuel flow a little bit in the motor quit. And that's the only thing I found that would have made the motor quit. 
so anyway, talking with some other intelligent fellows, um, they said, yeah, that's something you got to kind of watch for. Just shorten your clunk line up a little bit from the get go and it's fine. And so since I've been running the fortitude fuel tanks with the filtered clunks, those things are like sponges. They'll suck every bit of fuel out of there. You don't have to have it at the very back of the tank. I set it up, I don't know, three sixteenths, a quarter inch off the back of the tank. And that gives you a little bit of stretching room, so to speak. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I want one of those felt clunks for this tank. Uh, Well, for all of my tanks really, because same thing. I, I'm a big fan of those. They just seem to work well and I've never had an issue with one. So the the only issue and what cautioned me about using felt clunks is there was, I had heard horror stories about the felt material coming coming apart apart and getting sucked into the carb screen. Yep. Um, but, and this has actually come from a conversation I had with Joe Lewis and he, uh, he recommended a ceramic, uh, filter clunk from a specific lawnmower shop. And I ordered a few of those. I've had excellent luck out of them. Really? Okay. They work great. I really like those ceramic filter clunks. And then he seconded, uh, the fortitude. He is like, those seem to be really good. Yeah. That's he he said, he said, I'm not scared of the ones that come with four to two tanks. And he said, and I like these ceramics. He was like, outside of that, you might be a little bit cautious about using felt clunks. Yeah. Um, and this come, you know, Joe is, he's probably tore down five times as many carburetors as I'll ever do in my lifetime. So. Well, yeah, you can absolutely trust what that guy's saying. I'm feel very, very yeah. confident. Yeah, exactly. So, I've actually seen, I've seen document documentation with, turbines that recommended to stay away from felt clunks yeah i'm sucking them through yeah yeah makes sense well i wonder if too with the turbine though it might be a fuel restriction issue you think no the the little pump on those things is pretty powerful man it doesn't really you don't really have a problem with restriction the pump will overcome most restrictions yeah in the fuel system Uh, because they all have a little you know electric driven pump you know, they seem to be pretty powerful. Yeah. More. Well, cool. Those ceramic clunks I'm talking about, one of the things I really like about them is the, the very bottom of the clunk is metal. And so it doesn't draw off of the end. It draws off the sides. Okay. And uh, so even if it gets up against the back of the tank, it's pulling in fuel from the side. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's what I liked about it is it'll take all that fuel out of there. It doesn't have to be all the way in the corner or anything like that. Yeah. You know, quite so much. But uh but yeah. So oh and uh another tech tip for this week, and uh this goes along with clunk lines, and this is again based off of a bad experience. Uh fortunately, not my airplane, this was Mike Sterling's. And Super Tim was flying it when it happened. But uh, Mike's big 125 Extreme Flight Extra, he had a uh, AJ aircraft fuel tank in it. And the way those were built at the time, I think they're since changed, but it had a section of fuel line, uh, a brass tube, and then another section of fuel line and a clunk. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening 
and I think they used zip ties where the uh, brass tube was in the middle. The oh. idea there is the brass tube keeps the clunk line from flipping around to the front, keeps it at the back, which is a thing with a 50 ounce fuel tank like that. That's something you want to do. Yeah. 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 You want to have that, that hard line in there to keep it from flipping around. But anyway, it ended up, well, that's the problem. And so the zip ties allowed a little gap in the tubing and it sucked a little bit of air in it and the motor quit in a hover. So uh, we were talking to Terry Wiles and Terry had a, a great idea. And what he recommended was rather than having a section of tubing, brass, and then another piece of tubing, do one piece of tubing. That's the length that you need it to be. Uh, Take that brass tube and uh, just coat it with a little bit of two-stroke oil. Slide it through there. And slide it inside of the fuel tubing. And that keeps it so it's one piece tubing, but it's got that hard line in the middle to keep it from flipping around. Right. Uh, but you don't have that splice. Yep. Uh, the other one I've seen goes along the same lines. And this was from super Tim. Uh, just take a simple drinking straw. And the, a lot of the times the drinking straw will just fit on the outside of that eighth inch tubing. And so you'll, if you ever look in somebody's fuel tank and you see a little candy cane stripe drinking straw, that's what that's about. Interesting. Yeah. I hadn't thought about doing that. Yep. Cool. So, two different options there to, to do that. And I've done it a quite a bit. Usually if you're going to put the brass tube inside, you got to coat it with a little bit of oil. And then I use a small Allen driver to push it down push in there with. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's also a third option. What's that? You buy a glider and you don't have to fuck with motors ever again. <laughs> Casey's glider minute. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's time for Casey's glider minute. It is. No, it's not. No, it's time for Matt's helicopter second. <laughs> well, actually, we need to ask Jason what he's been doing because he asked us. Oh, man. Uh, I've I spent the last week working on the Vulcan, man. Just. Uh, I added brakes to it. I think I, yeah, I haven't told you guys about that. I added brakes to it. I just went ahead and put um, brakes on the nose gear because it actually felt felt like it's gonna. I taxied it around my yard uh, a couple of days ago, and it does have quite a bit of rolling resistance. But now it's AMA compliant. It does have brakes, right. so it's it's just on the nose gear. But I got brakes. Um, what else? My gear doors are squared away. Electronics are done on it. I have one servo left to install because I think I got a bad servo. Um, I ordered one of the servos for the main landing gear, gear doors burned out while I was testing. Uh, it, it literally quit working. It would actually work in one direction and not the other, which I thought was really odd. Uh, so I disconnected it and hooked up, you know, just another random servo I had laying around and that servo worked fine. So it wasn't the wiring or anything. So anyway, whoever put that servo in initially had actually epoxied it into the aircraft. Both of the main gear servos were epoxied to a rib. So I had to cut those out of the airplane. And uh, 
I ordered HS85, high-tech HS85 replacements. Yeah. And uh, they got plenty of power. They're pretty precise. I like them. But about 10 minutes after I put them in, one of them burned up. Oh, wow. And I have no idea. Locked one direction or something? I was going to say, I've used a stack of those. I have a set of 5085s, which is a digital version. Uh, uh, sitting in the, the garage, I found. I think these are supposed to be digital. So, what voltage are you running those on? Uh, I don't know. HS85 MG. Anyway, they're on six volts. They're a, a two cell LIFE pack. Yeah, I should uh, be fine on that. Okay. Yeah. And that's what I thought too. That's what I'm running on them. But uh, I think it was just a, a bad servo. I actually took it apart. And it was the circuit board itself inside the servo. Uh, when you take the lower cover off, it's got a circuit board that's mounted beneath the motor and all the gear train. Yeah. And the circuit board appeared to be where the, I guess you'd say fire started. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it yeah. literally burned up. Okay. Oh, yeah. There was smoke coming out of my airplane. Oh. It didn't, it didn't have like a super long screw in the holding the servo horn on or anything like that, did it? No, it was the screw that, that came closet. with it. Okay. Yeah, I used I used the screw that came in the package with it. Um, so I, I really it, was it was it pretty instant when you were plugging it in, or after a few cycles? It was about ten minutes. So what happened is I put in the servo on, say, the right side of the airplane, and I was I got it adjusted working, and I had moved to the left side and start working on that one. And while I was adjusting the one on the left, the right one. Uh, let the magic smoke out and uh i reached over and unplugged it the wires were getting hot the wire actually melted the the lead from the servo to the rest of the wiring harness actually started to melt it got hot enough that it started to melt so uh, like i said i unplugged it pulled the servo out and when you look at the bottom of the case the circuit board got so hot that it melted through the bottom of the case there's actually a hole in the case of the servo. Anyway, I'm just going to attribute it to a bad servo. I Since then, I took a regular standard high-tech servo that I have laying around, like a 322, mm. HS322, something like that, and plugged it into that same channel, and I actually let, left it there while I was working on the other, other side. So it would just run, you know, whenever I was messing with the gear, trying to get the other door adjusted. Yeah, just and it worked sure. fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I went over and, you know, put some torque on the servo horn every now and then, and it, it, it acted fine. So I After can't tell you. High tech, might swap those out, swap it out for you. Uh, I hadn't, I've got some stuff I need to send in for warranty with them. I hear they're good to deal with. So yeah. high tech I, is always taking care of me on warranty and repairs. That's, uh, I would say their service, in my experience, has been better than any other servo meat retailer manufacturer anything like that yeah i'll say i have some from another one that i need to get uh swapped out if i can get a hold of them but i may send it in at some point i just bought another i actually bought two more because i, I just want to get the plane flying right but uh, i just attributed it to you know something wrong with the server it's just whatever <laughs> i mean you figure one in a thousand at least you know I mean, oh yeah they're gonna oh. have one go bad <laughs> Dead on yeah. arrival. I turn out that many of them. Yeah, definitely going to yeah. come across it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 
But other than that, uh, plane looks good. Like I said, I took it out and taxied it around the yard. Uh, made sure to do the uh, the ECU learn sequence for my radio system. So I got the ECU set up. And uh, I've got it set up almost exactly like my F-18. So starting and stopping the turbine is almost the same procedure as my F-18, which I like. It's coming along pretty well. Oh, and yesterday I finally bit the bullet and I bought the uh, because I still have to um, check the weight and balance the CG of this model. Oh, uh, you did you get a Zykoi? Did we just become best friends? (laughs) (laughs) DreamWorks dropped it in the mail today. (laughs) Oh man, that that hurt. That hit you for a lick, didn't it? It's uh so I bought the the scale the basic scale and I bought the Bluetooth adapter and all together is about three eighty I want to say oof yeah. but so I bought it because you know I have this airplane and it's big and all that yada yada but I also am gonna have to check the CG on the B fifty two yeah so it's gonna it's gonna be useful um very soon in more than one application. I was going to well, say, you got a couple places you could use that, so it'll pay for itself. Right, absolutely. Well, at, at the end of the day, the Zykoi, it, it's more commonly used with jet guys. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. And you have enough jets to justify it, I think. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so, if I'm, you charge Clay 20 bucks every time he wants to use it, it'll pay for itself. <laughs> that ain't no shit. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, they're so accurate on weighing your yeah. airplanes. Dude. So I was reading about it, and it, the accuracy, the scales themselves are, I think, down to one gram. Yeah. The the individual scales, and then the measurement of your CG location, which it calculates for you, um, but it's within, it's like plus or minus one millimeter. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's it's dumb accurate, and I think with that CG, it's a little bit dependent upon how you measure certain right. things. Right. how accurate that is but yep. yeah the well, i've done some research on them and i've used them to weigh batteries and different components and uh <laughs> that right there to me is an interesting uh bit of information that's something we might ought to play with um it's just weighing different brands of batteries because it will surprise you how differently like a 5,000 in this brand and a 5,000 in this other brand, how different they are. And also I noticed even differences within the exact same battery, like take a pulse 2s 5,000 and this one weighs more or less than the other one. Right. So um, I know C, C rating can affect that too. If you oh yeah, say, if you have a 5,000 milliamp three cell pack, if you have a 50 C rating, uh, and then you have the exact same pack, but it's say a hundred C rating. The hundred C is usually heavier. Uh, I've heard Matt make the argument plenty of times, like why buy that biggest C rating when you don't need it? It's just extra weight and money that yeah. you didn't need to spend. And a lot of times they are considerably heavier depending on what brand you go with. Yep. You I know, agree. when you don't necessarily need it, depends on what you're doing, but yeah. Well, yep. I think that come about whenever you and I were talking about, the guys spending money on max amp batteries buying 100 c packs when they don't need it yeah well and it's like if you're running you know a 6s setup versus a 12s setup and something you know the demand uh 
the system doesn't really need all that. Uh, your amp draw drops considerably and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think we were talking about one of those situations where somebody was uh, going off about 100 or 120 C packs or something. Oh yeah, Casey's best buddy. He loves to talk about the big C rating batteries and how far far superior they are. And meanwhile, he's breaking everything he flies. So. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out who this is. It hurts my feelings that I don't know right off the top of my head. Just think about it. You'll figure it out in a minute. <laughs> oh, I got it. You're right. I, I, I will say, yeah, that. dude. I had the argument with him one time. Oh, it's 150 C, right? So it's 50 more C's than the battery has room for. <laughs> so it's 150% of 100%. Tell me where this math adds up. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. Well, I, I will I say like. He left. I didn't left. think uh, C rating was a percentage, but maybe, it, I don't know. Uh, well, it's based on capacity that, yeah right. and then there's no standard for measuring it either i don't think so that people are all over right. the place you know but oh yeah I, I will say that like my 3300 packs success packs from uh a power like they're lighter than my cnhls and a higher rated a higher c rating and it's noticeable like you can tell the difference punch is better uh all of it running around in a 60 inch airplane um it's it's noticeable i'm surprised to hear you say that actually because we had we talked batteries a lot and uh you know we've talked about cnhls being pretty decent batteries for the cost oh yeah, oh, yeah. for the money they are yeah, you I know agree. but uh, uh, that's it's good to hear that the a powers perform you know to I, and, and really for a high performance battery they're very reasonably priced. That's I what think. I was going to say. They they really are not much more money, and the performance seems to be noticeable. Um, the uh, the measurements on them, you know, the resistance in them uh, seems to you know always come out better. Of course, my CNHLs have been hammered on pretty hard, but uh, you know, even from the beginning of those, these these A powers seem to do better, and they've they've held up really well. Um, I'm really impressed. I, I will definitely be buying more of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I bought my first two A powers. Uh, I've got the uh, 6S 4000s, and I've got a lot of cycles on those, and they are still, they're not puffed at all. They yeah. got all the punch that I could ask for. They have been excellent batteries from the get go, and I think they were like 80 bucks. Yeah. Um, and I can tell. I haven't weighed them on a Zykoi. I can't wait to Jason gets that thing so I can play with it with batteries. <laughs> That's I want to take my batteries and just start weighing them and making notes because I'm a nut about data. But they, I can tell with the airplane that they're lighter because I, you know, and I'm talking about in comparison to some other brand, four thousand to forty five hundred yeah. batteries. Yeah you fly the plane and it's like, okay, this is definitely lighter air battery. That's what I've noticed too. My, my 60 inch stuff, it, it it's noticeable. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Speaking of, uh, of that size battery though, Casey, um, has got some, uh, he's got a little bit on the, the yak. He's running yeah, that on got, some a powers. Yep. 
success 4000s and man kind of going back to what you were talking about so uh bill had some cnhl packs out there and they were 3300s where i'm running 4000s and i tried those just to see if it would make any difference or anything like that which i'm not a discerning enough pilot to maybe notice it but i didn't really notice a difference in weight and i mean just holding them in my hand those 3300s were pretty close to the same weight as a 4000 i would think yeah but i, know, I, but I, I know the 3300s I, are lighter than my cnhls so right so i don't i don't know for sure it might be negligible but uh no those eight power batteries they rip yeah and I jason's think, a heck of a guy too yeah yeah i'll say i think my those cnhls i normally run are 40c and uh those eight powers are 60s as far as that rating goes but uh right. they're lighter and you know, maybe that C rating is what's making them perform better, but it's kind of different to have them be lighter in a higher C rating. So uh, yeah. that was interesting, but I need to weigh them and see, you know, what the actual difference is. But, uh, but anyway. Well, and the thing I want to reiterate too is Casey's had a few of these uh, A powers. And then I've had a couple, Larry's had a few, Larry's got, Actually, I think he's probably got eight or ten uh, yeah. success A powers, and his are at least, I think, two years old. Yeah, I think oh yeah, and and they're not puffing whatsoever. And then Matt had another name brand, high regarded battery, not very old, start puffing on you this past weekend. Yes, so, I did. You know, and I think that's the thing that has impressed me about them. In addition to their weight is just the longevity of the batteries. Yeah. Well, man, I've got, I've got some that I've been flying for a couple of seasons and I don't get as nerdy as clay does on data, but then the internal resistance is still like way freaking low on them. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like you say, and they're not puffing or anything like that. I've had out of 10, a power batteries. I've got two that are toast and both of them were by my doing. Yeah. I've had one ruin as well. And it was my doing. I dropped it. And it, it, I dropped it just right where it landed on the corner and it damaged the cell. Oh. And I was, dude, I was so aggravated at myself, but it wasn't the battery's fault. You know, it right. was nope. external damage fault. <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. But no, they're solid. They ripped that yak around pretty, pretty proper. Yeah. I didn't I get did to that. fly that. I was bummed out. Well, man, I dude, I saved the last battery pack for you, and you were over there switching that prop to go try that out. I was like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and burn it. I know the storm's about to get in, and I don't want to discharge it. I'm going <laughs> to discharge it the way you're supposed to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, you put four or five watts on that thing, didn't you? Nah, man. I feel like I did a lot more than that. Was I it? think I was in a seven or eight range. As soon as, oh. the, as, soon as the set of packs got charged, it was fine. Uh, I was thinking you were at the four or five, but yeah. It was a bunch. Count. Yeah, I knew you flew it was, a lot. <clears throat> it was more than you guys see me fly on a normal basis. Yeah. Guaranteed. I even, dude, I even showed up on my own airplane. No, <laughs> what was up with that? <laughs> okay, sometimes, you gotta, dude. So, sometimes you gotta break the monotony a little bit. And it man. wasn't a glider either. Dude, we I almost know. had we had corporate Casey on Saturday. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Oh man. Uh. What do you mean? Like, oh, I drove my own car, shut up my own plane, <laughs> charged my own batteries with my charger. 
Right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Bill kept throwing the breaker at the field. Every time I wanted to fire up charge cases, I knew I shouldn't have built Bill a charge case that would you know, handle like 47 batteries at one time. I, <laughs> I looked over there at him and I was like, what are you charging? He's like, well, stuff I intend to fly. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there's no way. <clears throat> All of it at one time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, we run Clint's camper all weekend long run all of our chargers and never tripped a breaker if bill plugs in breakers gonna trip <laughs> without fail <laughs> that was funny well, man, i'm his, charging six s five thousands it's like you are well yeah four of them and, and two of these other things and two of these <laughs> like, jesus, jesus. <laughs> yeah. anyway because I can't. Yep, that's right. It's all because I can. <laughs> He'd have more chargers plugged in if you'd let him. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's trying to get Matt to put uh, some uh, mooch ports on his charge case. Mm-hmm. And Matt's like, why? So I can run more chargers. <laughs> he wanted like really? three of them outbound. And I'm like, you have like six ports in this charge case. Like, why do you need more? Well, because I have other chargers. I'm like, uh... <laughs> I think I put two in it. I don't remember now. You want to burn up those power supplies? Uh, Not my problem. (laughs) It will be when he says, Matt, can you fix this? Mm -hmm. It'll be his wallet's problem. (laughs) Uh, No freebies. Hey, speaking of that, did you uh, work on that case deck? I am actually, yes. I had to um, redesign the supports and uh just kind of lengthen them they weren't low enough to get below the lip of the case uh to go through like there's an outside reinforcement lip uh around where the two case halves come together so i redid that they're printing right now and i had to modify the storage tub a little bit and move uh bolt holes around because i thought i had changed it but apparently i saved the wrong uh version of it so I'm reprinting that as well. So in, I don't know, 16 hours or whatever it is when that gets done, I'll, uh, I'm going to start putting it together, but that'd be cool. Yeah. I'm anxious to see it. I was going to start this evening, but I've been up since about four and it probably won't happen or not. So, uh, with it being, you know, after nine o'clock already, I, uh, it'll probably be tomorrow and, uh, I'll start mounting stuff in there where I can just drop it in. Uh, cause I have, I had to pull the fans and everything out of my other case and uh, put all that wiring to crap in it. But, but yeah, yeah, I test fit everything now. I think it's good to go. Uh, I just got to wait for that stuff to print so I can finish putting it together. And I've, I've got some bolts on order to the three millimeter, the M3 stuff that I needed uh, measured length and got all those. So they're coming. I'll have them Friday. Uh, I have enough to get through this case, but I went ahead and ordered extra. So, uh, I'd have them on hand because I've got a couple guys that are already asking about them. So, okay. Well, cool. it's cool. Yeah, it's cool enough that I've got a really badass charger right now, but I'm going to order some other ones so just so I can have one of these cases. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I can't wait to post up some pictures of it and stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm going to wait until I get it all put together. But uh, it, yeah, w- what we did Sunday night that that was it was cool it came out really good yeah i'm really yeah it looks way looks way good <laughs> yep i was uh i was really happy with the results i was 
the, the process I think is what made me so happy. It's like, Oh yeah, we finally figured out how to make all this work come together. You know, yeah. Really, really great. So yeah, it came uh, out, like I said, it came out really good. The, the, I don't want to give too much away without till we have it together, but uh, the etching part of it in that it, it, I was really happy with the way that came out looking. It looks, yep. it looks killer, but anyway, but yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully I'll have it built. Uh, by the weekend anyway yeah it's gonna inspire me to to work on a couple of ideas that i've got so me as well i think i want to try something a little bit out of the box well, well, but 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 using the, the same premise that you've already kind of got it in place i've got some right. ideas i think it's i think it's way cool well you know uh mike westbrook he sent a uh Oh, I can't remember the name of the brand of this case. Um, it's a it's a Nanook 920, but uh, so it it has screw holes in it around the outside edge, and and they actually have a template on their page that you can just download the DXF file and that kind of stuff. It's already laid out, and you can use it for design. And so I think I'm gonna end up doing one oh, like cheater. that as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing that I have problem with is it's Manage made expensive that that too but uh um <laughs> they're made for a three millimeter piece and that's it and the way that we have this right now they're thicker than that so uh i'm not 100 percent sure how to get around that he and i've been talking about some different ways and different things that he wants to do so uh, we're working on that but uh so we may have some of that stuff coming before I'd, too long too i'd have to look at it but i may have an idea matt yeah he's like i said we, we've got we've kicked around a few ideas but uh but yeah we'll talk about that offline but uh but anyway it's yeah. getting there i can't wait for this one i've got now because those will be the ones that will uh advertise and sell out so. absolutely but uh anyway what else we got well, Casey didn't do his Casey's Glider Minute. Oh, well, he said I had to do my Heli Second first. Oh, yeah. yeah it's because you're out of order. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I moved it around because I thought you said I had to go first. But, you know, <laughs> we talked about um, SAB put out their raw 420 helicopter. Uh, and hey, I'm I just clarifying Clay was out of order, not you, sir. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway, they they put that out, and I think pre-orders are starting to ship here in the next couple of days. And um, the guys from BK Hobbies and Bert, uh, they did actually a live video today where he was doing a Q&A about the helicopter, had it sitting there, you know, went through things like the battery tray, um, the motor, head speeds, all that kind of stuff. It was really cool because he took the time to have a live video and a live interaction with guys for uh, – a good while uh doing a little q a session on it and i think they're planning on doing more of those um but uh, a lot of good information coming out of those he's he's stoked about it um apparently the demand for this one is uh according to him was as high as the uh goblin 500 when it came out which was a big a big deal um so to see that much attention come back to a helicopter and back to the hobby is really good 
in regard to that. So he was pretty stoked about that. But uh, anyway, it was really good. If you, you know, go yeah. into their Facebook page or Bert's Facebook page, um, should be able to find links to the, to the videos that they've done on it. So, well, I'll say this about the reception of it though, is first off, it's really cool, but, and I'm not sure how the Facebook algorithms work, but I feel like they've sufficiently hyped it and advertised it. And I think they did a really good job of that. You don't always see that with new products. Right. So I think that the reception could be in due part to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of everywhere. So um, mm-hmm. as far as on, on my feed anyway, it comes up all the time. So right. I think you're right. You know, they've gotten it out there, mm-hmm. which has been good. So, but anyway, it's some good attention back to the hobby and back to the helicopter. So anyway. And does it come in, does it come in green? I think it's just in that fluorescent yellow right now. Um, okay. And I'm, I'm the, thinking they're missing a marketing deal. It's the 420. It needs to be green. <laughs> wow. There was a running joke about him starting that video, and he said he's going to do it at like 415 today, his time. And everybody's like, shouldn't you do it at 420? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I know there's uh, rumors or talk of some different colors coming out. And I'm sure, given what they did with the other raw series stuff and their colors i'm i'm sure that they'll be releasing additional uh and things for that casey would be the guy that would vinyl wrap it just so that he had the only one that looked just like it (laughs) and it would probably be really cool so i was gonna say it's not a whole lot of area so it would probably be pretty easy to do that with actually it doesn't matter casey could vinyl wrap a house (laughs) hey that's been done (laughs) If, if my wife would let me do it, it would already be done. Shrink wrap his house. That's right. Why is that guy's house matte black? Because nah, it's fucking cool, man. That's why. So, yeah, dude. It's way cool. Way cool. Yeah. I was talking about buying Carrie's van at one point, and uh, he was like, dude, you should do that, and then let me vinyl wrap it, but I get to pick it out. And then I went to go buy the van, and they'd already sold it. So. <laughs> But that was totally going to happen at one point. Totally a cop out. He did not trust me enough. So he's like, I'm going to pass on this van because Casey will wrap it pink or something. I, I did hesitate <laughs> on the van, but I I actually did call and say, like, hey, is that van still available? And uh, he had just sold it. So, oh. And vans are where it's at. But unfortunately, they're so astronomically expensive right now. I have been like i'm not seriously in the market to buy a van but i look at them all the time i'm waiting for a deal to pop up you know it's not happening well see that one they were priced right they sold it for five grand but i just kept going back to man it's sad a lot it's an old van uh yeah i just kind of hem hauled around about it casey's gonna show up with the old ice cream truck the field snuck on man van or something i'm not (laughs) buying it Singing some Van Halen, like have the, yeah, the song playing no. through there like he's rolling. It's kind of had a sound system still. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like I'm rolling in. <laughs> Pop goes the weasel. Oh yeah. And then everybody's gonna be like, "Hey, ice cream!" And they're gonna show up. It's just me. They're gonna be totally let down. It's gonna be great. <laughs> That's cruel. Dude, yeah. I seen a I seen a meme the other day. It was perfect, and it was uh, uh I think we need like a the adult equivalent of an ice cream truck and it's a taco truck that drives around your neighborhood yes i saw that yeah it'd be a hit man 
Dude, I think so. I mean, it wouldn't. That's a, that's a money making deal right there. It'd be like, you know, uh, a Chick Fil A type thing on wheels, man. Chicken stand. You'd be, you'd be making money hand over fist. So chicken, the <laughs> uh, Chick Fil A has a truck that comes to Duncan now, mm. and uh, he also goes to Elgin. And Tommy was telling me that when he goes to Elgin, those uh, high school kids run over there, and they they actually he sells everything on the truck in like an hour. Yeah. Well, it'd be like a Jono when they park across from us. Yeah. They were sold out every day. <laughs> They'd sit yeah. there till they sell out and go home. Dude, that something in that chicken, man. It's blessed. <laughs> Telling you have that and you alternate like Tuesdays and Thursdays, you drive around the taco truck, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you got the Chick-fil-A truck. Yeah. Or Tell dude, you. just freaking do a chicken truck outside of Chick-fil-A on Sundays because they're not there and call it the side <laughs> chick. The side chick. <laughs> Yeah, the unholy or, chicken. You could have two yeah. sides of the truck. You're selling tacos out of one side, chicken. I don't know. Thinking oh, yeah. about this way too hard. Yeah. Now you're almost like to El Pollo Loco, yeah. where it's uh, you know, it's fried chicken, but it's Mexican <laughs> fried chicken. Dude, I've got a shirt for uh oh man, the chicken brothers from uh Breaking Bad. That's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, so we uh we introduced Matt and uh, Greg Skinner to uh, uh, Bojangles when we went to Joe Nall. Nice. Was, Bojangles was, is serious. Yeah, that was good stuff, man. I dude, love those, Bojangles. Dude, those rolls are – oh, those biscuits. Yeah, dude, those biscuits, things yeah. are – Tommy so, and those biscuits, man. <laughs> so, Greg Skinner. So, we all stayed with Reddish, and uh, Skinner says, like – the way our bunks were set up, he said the first thing he woke up that morning and like, he's like, I opened my eyes and he's like, Tommy is staring straight at me. And he's like, don't touch my fucking biscuits. <laughs> I bought like a dozen of each or whatever. And, and when we Dude, went to Bojangles and brought them back, oh. yeah, blueberry and then the cinnamon roll ones and, and that we had leftovers. <laughs> Tommy is out there. Don't, but don't touch my fucking biscuits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. So, all right, Casey. Yep, you're up, Casey. So it's Casey's time for the glider glider minute. minute. Yep. Gliders are cool, but (laughs) one thing that I have found about gliders that is not cool is building them. It is. It's a lot different on some of these molded fiberglass aircraft than it would be with an R for something that you buy, you know, from another manufacturer. I did not have the tools that I needed, so I had to invest in that. And my skills are definitely up and coming. And my wife is now pissed off at me for using the Dremel at 730 in the morning. (laughs) It was eight. It was eight. And I figured she should be up by then. (laughs) Well, she was I not was, long after that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was right and wrong at the same time, Barry. I was right. She she uh, shouldn't have been up. I was wrong for breaking out the Dremel at 8 o'clock. <laughs> nice. Uh, did you get it done? No, it, no, it's not done. Um, man, there's a few obstacles you got to overcome on this thing. And honestly, I'm down to the point of just committing. Um, I've got everything, you know, all the servo trays built, servos are mounted. Um, it's just kind of gluing 
you know, the uh, servo tray into the fuse and uh, trying to figure out a way to uh, mount these servos in the wings, which Jason was talking earlier about the guy that epoxied him in there. And man, I'm probably, that's what I'm going to end up doing well, yeah. just because just because it's quicker. Con- and, the control horns were part of the problem or something. Well, the elevator control horn, the way it's set up, it kind of runs into um, where the horizontal bolts onto the back. Okay. And I don't know, and I don't know if that was me being me and just like, oh, well, I'll just center everything up like I would on any other plane. And this is a little bit different or, you know, it was kind of maybe a little bit of flaw in design. But another thing I'm thinking about too is a lot of the planes that I've been putting together and stuff like that, they're all you know, got 3D type throws. This thing probably doesn't need a crazy mm. amount of throw. And maybe it maybe it maybe it's plenty. Yeah. But uh, I'm kind of I'm I'm one of those people that wants I would rather have more than I need than to need right. it not. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I get it. I just remember I thought the Dremel was for the control horns because you were having to cut some area out or something. I couldn't remember. Yeah. So yeah, so you gotta mount uh the you know the like the little slots are not, you know, cut in this thing for you know to mount them like yeah. most of the arps that i've dealt with so i had to go find uh i ended up buying a dremel just because of this aircraft and i had to find a bit that was small enough that i could do you know cut those slots because it's like a obichi sheeted foam wings and i think it's got a layer of glass on it and dude I, a normal hobby knife ain't, ain't cutting through it you know, right. I've never, inca- I've never built anything that a normal hobby knife wouldn't make any, you know, any kind of, you know, situation that I needed. So yeah. a little bit different there. And man, I mean, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm down to the part of committing. I got to commit to cut the holes in the freaking surfaces. I got to commit the glue in the trays in. And I'm, I'd like to sit back and think about it a little bit and make sure, you know, make sure I'm making a good decision. Right. Get it set up, walk away from it. Yeah, get it set up, walk away from it, come back to it the next day and reassess the situation. Maybe you'll think of something you didn't think of before, you know. Try to try to see a problem before it occurs. Measure twice, cut once. That's it. Yep, yep. Well, cool. I'm glad you're still making progress on it. Oh, yeah. It's it's an action. But, I mean, I was rushing to try to get it done because uh, I really wanted to go sloping last weekend. But the winds... You know, I was looking at the forecast. The winds weren't where they needed to be. And uh, had that Legend Hobby Yak sitting there. I was like, man, I'll just go fly that instead. You know, the winds are the winds are better for that this weekend. So, well, so about, I did. About 4.30 Saturday, I think you would have been fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could have I <laughs> sloped off. I could have sloped off the awning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Well, so that's kind of all. I, that's kind of all I've got, man. Cool. Did we lose Clay's being off a of quiet? No, I'm just listening to Casey. Okay. Well, <laughs> next one's yours. Well, I was going to mention uh, a couple new PAU airplanes, and uh, Sasha Sacconi. If I don't butcher his last name too bad, he shared this on the PAU Owners Club the other day, and uh, this is a. Uh, at the end of a full week of testing and new prototypes, and this is not the official color schemes, but they got a new PAU in 120 and 70cc. And uh, this is a extra 330LX, which was the last really popular 
PAU that they put out. Um, I'm not really sure what all they have changed, um, but it certainly looks like they're, you know, they're making some changes uh, in terms of the airframe and scheme and so on. Uh, that other airplane there, it doesn't say what it is, but I'm, it looks kind of like a slick. Um, it's got I could huge be ailerons. Yeah, they do. And if you look down here, one of the comments was, uh, yeah. did the, uh, it says, did the ailerons get freaking massive on the 330? Hell, the elevator's <laughs> too, you know? So that's one of the comments, but it certainly looks that way. Um, but anyway, it says hashtag PAU still alive. Um, PAU, as most people might know, was bought out by Comp Arf uh, a couple years ago give or take. I don't remember exactly when it was, Yeah, but, uh, comp Arf got them and then it kind of looked like they might go away. And, uh, well, apparently they're not. So let's be on the lookout and keep, keep a look on those. Uh, I've watched a few guys really ring those PAU extra three thirties out. Um, I was fortunate enough to get to see Spencer Nordquest out at Sadfest, just absolutely ring one of those things out. I mean, really impressive flying so yeah i was gonna say rc gadgets um over in the middle east has them now i guess i think they're based out of dubai um that's who actually purchased it from Comparf, i believe or took it over however that took place oh. and uh i think um Hervé's, you know working with them a little bit but they're they're the ones doing these new designs as rc gadgets so i don't know what that's gonna look like for having uh, stock over here um, I wonder if they'll have uh, a distributor here in the US or uh, how that'll work but uh, more I, to more to come I'm sure on that yeah I mean they were relative they were pretty popular airplanes here in the US I kind of can't imagine them not being available in the US so yeah yeah you know we'll see I mean there was certainly a time at which you know they were a uh, I would say one of the leading competitors against somebody like extreme flight or Skywing. Yeah. you know, they're, they're certainly up there with the high end ARF companies. And, uh, the one I had was a, a great airplane. Uh, personally, I think it could have used some updating in terms of just the build was a little bit, it wasn't quite as up to the quality as extreme flight in terms of what was done. You had to do a whole lot more yourself. Yeah, and there was, some, there was a few things. Yeah, it was just a dated design, but it flew well. I mean, it flew very well, a very aggressive extra. And actually, I thought it was a little bit more scale in appearance than Extreme Flight or uh, Skywing especially. So I always liked that about it. And uh, it was a great airplane. It just, like I said, a little dated. Um and then the next thing about PAU is uh, Hervé posted here back a couple weeks ago that the PAU site will be, uh, there says PAU telephone has been shut down. Website will follow in December. And that would be referred to the, the U.S. PAU site. I, I don't know. Fly PAU, I think is what it was. Yeah, or something like that. Um and it looks like they might be transferring it over. Maybe, maybe RC Gadget is going to take it over. 
but uh it looks like that discussion kind of happened here but um but yeah yeah so the we'll old see. stuff's old stuff's kind of coming down the phone number's coming down all that kind of stuff so well herve you know i think he's just ready to retire yeah um, yeah i think he's kind of done yeah i, I like to, i've just... talked to him a handful of times he's a good guy because i had that pau of yours for a good while and i actually sold it uh I don't know what six months ago or something, and uh, uh, yeah, something like that. And a gentleman had it, and it's actually up for sale again. Um, I saw it listed uh, the other day. So, yeah, uh, Hervé and I didn't always see eye to eye. Yeah, but, well. yeah, it is what it is. I met him out at Joe Nall, and uh, but you know, I could see where he was coming from. I don't know if he really saw where I was coming from, but whatever. Um, <laughs> he still had a good airplane. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm not going to get into that, but, um, I'm say I talked to him through email a couple of times and I, I want to say I talked to him on the phone a couple, a couple of times too. And yeah. I never had any issue. He was always real helpful for me. So I'll, I'll tell you what he did do that was really stand up and, I actually uh, crashed that airplane one time and I broke the cowling and I ordered a replacement cow from him. It came in and it was slightly damaged in shipping. And so I called him about it and he sent another one. And the second one came in more damaged than the first one. No. So he sent a third one and it came in more damaged than the previous two. And, uh, I don't know if he would have kept sending cowlings or not, but I finally was like, Hey, look, you've already sent me three for the price of one. I can make this first one work. And I repaired what needed to be repaired on it. And that was the cowling that was on it when you got it, Matt. Yeah. And then the other two, I think I ended up giving them to you or whatever, but yeah, but he did, he tried to make it right as much as possible. And one of his comments was, he's like, damn, the carriers in your area must really suck. <laughs> because it it really wasn't him you know which yeah. i think his packaging could have been a little bit better but nonetheless like when the second one came it was so bad that i videoed me opening it to show like look i this is how it came you know yeah, like right. i really like i didn't damage this opening it you know or i'm not trying to get another cowling from you because i can you know it's like it was legitimately damaged in shipping and and he stood by it, so yeah. I will give him that. Well, that's cool. Cool. What else we got? Here? I bet when it I bet when it got to that third one, and you were like, "No, nah, dude, it's cool. I'll just go off of this first one." He was like, "That would have been good two cowlings ago." That <laughs> dude went. That dude went home and kicked his fucking dog. Man. <laughs> Maybe so, but I mean, it, it it was just like, let's just you know cut our losses at this point right yep yeah i sent those cowlings with it when i sold it um so it had uh received a little bit of canopy damage unfortunately in a little trailer accident um had a shelf oh, fall yeah. on it up there okay see but uh uh and i tried to get a replacement for it but parts were just kind of non-existent and uh rc gadgets was still taking over and i think he said that they would be you know have access to the stuff to remake that uh but whether they would or not um 
you know, was kind of up in the air. I shot him an email and I, I actually didn't hear back from him, but I think that was all right as all of that transaction was taking place. So um, no. I chalk it up to that as to why, um, and it wasn't that big of a deal for me, but, uh, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well, so the real question, Clay, is how did you piss off the mailman? <laughs> right, stomping all your but, stuff. Dude, all you got to do is just order a package, apparently. <laughs> dude, we've had we had a guy yesterday here in the other side of my neighborhood to the to the west that was going around thieving packages off of porches. And everybody mm-hmm. has a ring doorbell or whatever. And I mean, it blew up on social media at about 3.30 in the afternoon that this guy was in this neighborhood and was taking stuff like 10 or 12 people. And I mean, the whole neighborhood over here has been, was out looking for him and (laughs) the police, like he was driving a very specific truck and uh, there's, you know, a handful of them in town. And I saw the police twice today had one of those trucks pulled over that looked exactly (laughs) like it. And I'm like, man profiling <laughs> but uh you know they were they were all over it but dang no porch thieves man i was like oh. Oh, yep. I, I had coffee delivered today and i'm like i was telling a buddy of mine that's an officer here in town i said if he comes over here and steals my coffee like we're fighting y'all gonna have to come over here because i'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna have throw down in the front yard taking my damn coffee but anyway i get a real kick out of some of the videos on uh tiktok facebook places like that that uh like people will booby trap the mm-hmm. packages or leave a package out there full of dog shit, you know? Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that was the conversation that was happening yesterday evening on Facebook and next door about this guy. Like we need to set him up, you know? And I was like, it'd be stupid to come back through the same neighborhood and all that kind of stuff was going on, but it was just aggravating, man. He's, yeah. And it's like, he was following, you know, UPS mm-hmm. truck or the, or the mailman or something and just watching and, yep, uh, yep. but anyway, uh, yeah, shipping's gotten crazy lately with that kind of junk, but, uh, I seen one the other day where, uh, a guy was stealing a package and about the time he picked it up, a guy opened the door with a gun and yep. <laughs> he starts tripping and falling down, trying to get away, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the, the homeowner's like, where are you going? <laughs> you don't want to pick this up. You know? <laughs> yep. Yep. That's probably how I would end up meeting him if I'd caught him too. But anyway. Yeah. I've seen. Oh, and the other one, this one was, I think it was on a news network. Uh, a guy caught someone trying to steal his catalytic converter and he commenced to beating him with a bat underneath his car. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> this happened in Dallas. Um, it was actually while I was in Dallas too, for that matter. Um, but it was all over local news and Facebook new, you know, and all that stuff. And yeah, that guy, I guarantee you, he'd think twice about, uh, stealing a cat again after that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Man, that's ridiculous. So well, Casey, why don't you take that next one? Oh, uh, case did we lose him? Yeah. No, 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 he's he still here. Me. He's he's out dropping yeah. an eighteen pack on his foot. <laughs> yeah, you got you guys caught me at a uh, weird time. You cover for me for a minute. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sounds real echoey where you're at, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you caught me at a weird time. 
<laughs> oh, this is gotta be a show first. <laughs> but no, uh, I'll just fill in for him. It's a uh, Extreme Flight put out their new Vanquish Mark II here a few days ago. Uh, it may have actually been a little bit before the last show, but um, it's a two meter pattern plane. Uh, they're recommending it on an X Power Thirty Two running 10s um let me pull up all the rest of the information it's a not a cheap airplane uh you're looking at right around thousand bucks but uh i'm told that if you compare that to other pattern planes that's extremely cheap so um let me look here all right i'm back well there's not very many other two meter pattern planes on the scene you know (laughs) Yeah, well, and I recall seeing the this uh, red, blue, yellow, white version. Um, they had that out at Joe Knoll. Yeah. And uh, Matt and I got to see it firsthand, and we walked up right around the time that Ben Fisher was telling another guy, you know, that, hey, this is not intended to compete with the, the really hardcore pattern planes that are out there. And he said, this is more intended to be like a, somebody that's interested in pattern or somebody that's working on maybe a little bit less budget, but they can get a really good, you know, a, a good quality pattern plane that doesn't cost quite as much as some of the other composite stuff out there. Right. Uh, this one is a wood built up airplane. It's uh, not fiberglass or nothing like that or, or carbon fiber like a lot of the other ones are. But like I said, it's, it's still a very high quality. I would love to fly one. I bet it flies amazing. So, well, yeah, I would, I would. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I want one. Yeah. Definitely want one. Cause I mean, I've always kind of been into pattern stuff and dude, it's, it's a good looking bird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I especially like the, uh, the lime green, blue and white. Those yeah, are my colors a- anyway. Yeah, that would be my color choice. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't have that one out at Joe Nall, but uh, they had the uh, the other one. So I did get to see it in person. Um, noticing here, it looks like they got the uh, uh, composite laminated plywood, um, quick release, I think, quick release canopy, similar to their other aircraft. Uh the biggest yeah. thing for me is I don't have any 5S batteries to run the 10S system. I would probably have to go to a 6S or yeah. something like that. And so no. they recommended X Power 32 with the 10S setup, yeah. I think is what they were running at General. Yeah. 5S is kind of an odd size. I don't I don't know many people that have a bunch of 5S packs later in. Pattern guys. <laughs> That's yeah. the only ones I know. <laughs> and I think actually in like competition, it's limited to 10S. I don't think, you know. It, Which two you start throwing, you know, two six S packs in there to get you to twelve S. You know, you're talking about a pretty good weight difference too. I would imagine. Yeah, well, it's significant. Yeah, and I think you're. I think Casey's right. I think it's a uh, competition rule. Ten S is the max that they okay. can run. So, to me, it sounds like they ought to change the rules. Go to twelve S, but right. that's just me. <laughs> Be easier, <Dude laughs> for I, us. Anyway. I guarantee. Yeah, I guarantee that thing would rip on twelve F. Yeah. Oh yeah. And man, you're not having to. I mean, you want to keep it light. Don't get me wrong, but 
you know, for pattern type stuff, you know, you're not trying to 3D it, you know, a little weight is going to make the landing hot, but it's probably going to track a lot better. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to ruin it. That's for sure. Right. No. And, and I would venture to say, if you go with the right success pack, you could probably right. negate some of that weight difference. Right. So now just looking here at it, I think it's a beautiful looking airplane. Uh, if I didn't already have too many airplanes and more airplanes that I want, it would certainly be on my list. And, uh, and it still may be on my list, actually. So, see, I think I like this green and blue scheme. Oh, yeah. Better. I think that'd show up really well. Oh, it oh, looks good. It looks I like really it a good. lot. Not silver, not just sharp. I think I would have to paint the canopy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not out that. on, I'm not, I'm not necessarily out on how they did it. It looks good. But man, with like a silver canopy or a darker colored canopy, I just think, I think it looked meaner and aggressive. So uh, with this one, yeah, the silver would look good with this scheme. Yeah. So yeah. something that would be really cool and maybe easy, it may be real hard to get the vinyl laid down right, but uh, you got a carbon fiber prop and landing gear. I think a yeah. carbon fiber looking canopy would look really cool. Yeah, that would not be that hard to do. Yeah, I think that would look awesome. Do you say that would or would not be that hard to do? I don't think it'd be that hard to do, actually. Okay. Just uh, would just heat it up as you go, kind of thing. Man, basically, you just kind of stick it down the the main first curve, you know, like like center line right down the canopy, right? Yeah. And then work each side to where you wanted it, and then once you got it there, you know, heat it up a little bit and kind of set it. If that makes any sense after it's applied, you know, that way it can kind of build a memory to that shape and then pinstripe around it. And that'll hold all your edges down and stuff like that. Yeah. And it would clean up the line and make everything look straight and good. Yeah. It certainly looks, it looks sick to me. Yeah. Yeah. I need, I need that in my life. Like I, I might just have to order it. (laughs) I don't but have the money for it. <laughs> you I can't bet, throw it off a cliff. I bet it'll slope. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, he's learned that he's got to have something for when the wind decides not to blow for those three days right. a year. In right. <laughs> he's absolutely right. right. And an so, hour and a half drive, you know, one way is, is better than three. Not going to lie. Well, or you could go fly a pattern plane at Baxter and drive, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, that's true, so, too. Yeah. It would be enjoyable to fly it at Baxter, too, because me and Larry have to go out there and like, all right, let's go here, fly this. Show me yeah. how I need to do this. Yeah, go out oh, there man. and go out to the Oakley School of Pattern. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> the OSP. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> yeah, that, I said that would be the that would be worth the drive for me just to watch Larry fly it. Oh yeah, he would love that thing. What's funny is uh the when Casey almost has him he has him fly all kinds of stuff and he's like oh it's not bad and I'm thinking to myself it's like yeah he secretly he's inside this thing's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have t- I have I have totally set him up on that and you're absolutely true. I've handed him some awful stuff purposely 
He's like, yeah, it's not too bad. I'm like, you didn't notice this? And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, what about this? Well, yeah. He goes, but man, it's your airplane. And I'm like, yeah, I'm having you fly it because I want your opinion. You don't have to <laughs> sugarcoat it for me. I can handle it, man. I know. Can't see Larry sugarcoating it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know if you've met this Larry. <laughs> Different Larry. No. Yeah, not Daniels. Larry I was about Oakley. to say, I don't see him sugarcoating anything. <laughs> no, no, no. No, Larry, Larry Oakley. He's uh, uh okay. He is a perfectionist to a degree. I mean, he's but he, you can see it in his flying. It's worth it. So That's yeah. He's the master master splinter of pattern flying. <laughs> yeah, dude, he is the king of energy management, man. Every you can tell it in every maneuver that he does. It's it's just amazing. I he, idolize this guy a little bit in aircraft. You know, he's a particular guy. Apparently, uh, Mike's mowed part of the grass, and he got a little bit upset. He's like, he's like, yeah, you mowed my grass over here, and they're like, all right, we won't do it again, Larry. <laughs> right. So. He likes it mode a certain way. <laughs> I yeah. actually talked to him uh, the last weekend, not last weekend, the weekend before when I went out and flew my F-18. Um, he showed up right before I was leaving, and he was flying out there. And I went and talked to him about the – he was flying an electric airplane. I talked to him about the electric airplane he was flying. I just wanted to know what kind of power setup he had because, I mean, he was flying aerobatics for like eight minutes with this thing. And it's like a 60-inch wingspan model you know that's a long time to be flying aerobatics on an electric setup but anyway um he told me his timer is set for i think he said five minutes and 12 seconds who who set the timer for 12 seconds i do five <laughs> minutes or five and a half minutes five minutes and 12 seconds really? how how particular <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly oh okay oddly right. specific yeah yeah <laughs> that's funny that is yeah it makes total sense yeah. i mean for, for, for him, him. Yeah. yeah for him hey wow. i just noticed something there uh matt on that laser yeah like, we'll go power... into this real quick here. yeah ahead. yeah uh i'll tell you what stands out to me scorpion tribunus on extreme flights website yep i've never seen that yep yep yeah that's, that's uh that's, that's the way new. i would go too on that well, you know, they've always sold, uh, you know, their combos have always had the Air Boss, Air Boss or yeah. Castle. That's the first time I've seen a Scorpion ESC being sold through Extreme Flight. So that's yeah. cool. And that's definitely the way I'd want to go with that. Yeah, I, we'll go into this real quick. So Extreme Flight just announced, Chris Henson posted about uh, the 60-inch laser uh, V3 that they have gotten they have it in stock it's in this uh red white blue and silver scheme that's just super sharp man i really like that scheme um yeah i don't remember how ben put it but he this is the scheme he was referring to back a few shows ago yeah it's uh it's sharp it is really good looking and of course we saw something in that scheme at joe nall and uh got to asking about it but uh really like that but yeah um extreme plot has it in stock on their website uh 400 bucks 407.49 and then you got shipping and everything on top of that and i think shipping's like 60 bucks on it um and then you have this 20 dollar container offset fee so i think you end up like 80 dollars. it's just short of like 490 uh, uh if you don't add anything so 
so Extreme Flight's website is kind of funny. I think that 407 may be including that $20 include. container fee. Um, I don't remember. I was messing with another one earlier. And so go back a page. Yeah, you go back a page where you can see them all. And then, uh, yeah, so click lasers or electric. That'll be fine. Well, and then from right there, you should be able to see the price. I don't even see that one. Yeah, oh, you may. Here. Okay. Let me find it. But, uh, but yeah, they, uh, they have an X power 22 that they pair it with. And, uh, they have a Tribunus 80 amp, which like you said, is exactly the way I'd go. I've my 60 inches I've had built with a Tribunus 120s. Cause it's what I had laying around. Um, it's right there. 387. Yeah, you're right. So that 407 includes a $20 offset and then you have $60 uh, yeah. worth of shipping. So 467 before you add any of the other stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I've had Tribunus 120s in mind, which have all been overkill, obviously. Um, they don't really pull that kind of amperage, uh, but it's what I had. So it's what I went with. The, the ID amps considerably smaller and lighter. So uh, it would really be a better combo for it. Well, and they're comboing it for 125 bucks. To get a Scorpion for that, that's not too bad. Yeah, I think the 80 amps, like 130, 139, if you order direct uh, from Scorpion. Yeah, 139. Um, and so, yeah, you get a discount if you combo it with the airplane, uh, which is what I would do. I just order it with it. But uh, that would be a really good setup for it. Um, but, I, man, really tempted to buy one of them. Um Bill's the laser guy. I told him he needed one. So we'll see. <laughs> I I really like that too, actually. I, I'm not gonna lie, I might would go with the Leo scheme just because I like the Leo scheme still. But uh Yeah, but it won't have yeah, all the I, new stuff, does it? No, they don't have the well, new version of it. No, if you look on Facebook though, they're offering the V three in the Leo and uh and this new scheme. They got rid of the uh red, white, and blue Thunderbird like scheme. Okay. Um, they don't have it listed on their site right now, but I think if our yeah, see, he mentions right the Leo there. scheme. Yeah, they don't have. I didn't no. see it up here though. It's um, not on so their website. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They still have the V two on the site yeah, right here. So and it's out of stock. So hopefully they'll update that pretty quick. Or they they may just not have any of those yet in that scheme. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, I like this red, white, blue, and silver. It's sharp. Right, but uh, but yeah, oh, extreme flight releasing some good stuff, man. Well, see, I'm looking if you combo it with the Air Boss 80 amp, it's 109.60, and so you're talking about an additional 20 bucks to get a Scorpion. Yeah. So less to me, that's yeah. a that, that's a that's a no brainer for me. Um, yeah. Then on top of that, having Futaba being able to connect direct net it says a tribunus i wonder if they're talking about surely that's a tribunus too um so you should be able to get the full telemetry out of yeah. that on Futaba. yeah i'm sure they released scorpion released that tribunus too a while back i'm sure that's what it is yeah but yeah well extreme flight coming out man him and uh, ben and and jace are running around europe uh doing different events i know they had one this last week and now they're warming up for xf or fxfc uh they're in lyon france or outside of lyon so 
Uh, they've been posting all kinds of stuff. Ben's been posting all kinds of, li- of uh, live videos and uh, updates on what Jace is doing and, you know, that they're running through his sequence, you know, 10, 12, 15 times in the morning, uh, that kind of thing, breaking in the two planes that they're working on. I think they have a laser in it and uh, an extra NG that they are uh, uh, running, putting through their paces and breaking in while they're over there that they built when they first got over there. So that's been kind of cool to watch, but uh, that's all over the extreme flight owners page. If uh, you guys get a chance to go check it out. uh, And Clay, you said Skywing had some new stuff coming out too, huh? Yeah. They uh, posted up here the other day. Uh, This come from, uh, I'm sure it's, pronounced differently but skywing genway uh, had a post about skywings plug-and-play airplanes and uh, i'm looking for the post now i don't think it was on the i don't remember if it was on the owner's page yeah or I don't on his personal I facebook it, page but uh, i remember seeing it but uh, anyway yeah so the skywing plug-and-plays will have a sunny sky motors on them that was the post and uh oh yeah they were looking at comboing it with the with the sunny sky stuff yep so i thought that was really a, a pretty neat deal to see a motor that we all really like or a brand of motors that we all really like being comboed with skywing airplanes yeah he had um, some models of a 25 cc that uh yeah hasn't been put out on their website maybe a 30 too looks like there's a bigger version here and maybe a, even a smaller version so yeah i was gonna say that one looks a little smaller uh, the like one on the a, bottom left there yeah 20 25 and a 30 maybe yeah maybe i thought i saw something about a 22 or something uh, like that okay i could be wrong uh which group is that yeah, it is on the skywing yeah. owners club yeah. uh post about skywing genway back on the 19th so go check that out but um uh, yeah, that to me is awesome. I, I mean, I didn't look into it enough to know what ESCs they're coming with. Being a, and it just says the Skywing PNP plan motor um, or plane motor, I'm sure is what he's trying to say. I'm not sure if that means that they're going to offer those planes with servos, ESC, and motors or what. I mean, generally speaking, that's what a plug and play airplane would be. Um, so we don't really know. Yeah, he hadn't said a whole lot more, just a little little tidbit about, uh, you know, the Skywing motor. So maybe it's uh, more to come on that, I'm sure. But I was looking through the comments here just to see if he came back and happened to have said anything else. But uh, other than the, the KV on the 25cc version of that, it's the only thing he came back with, looks like. Yeah, um, 420 KV, which is yeah. right there in line with a lot of other ones it's actually a little on the low end compared to um like the dual sky 50 50 i think it's like right around 525 something like that 515 yeah something like that and uh then the scorpion 4020s like 540 yeah so it's going to turn a little bit more prop than those um somebody asked is it designed to compete with the dual sky 2000r um if it does, holy shit, because I know the 2000R is a beast of a motor. Yeah, it's a hell of a motor. And I've got mine turned into 1810 Falcon. So if it'll do that, 
on a 60 inch because I think that's what they're putting these on. Do a 60 inch turn into 1810 like with the power of a dual sky. Holy shit. <laughs> be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be insanity. Not enough aileron to counteract the torque. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Have the same problem your bing laser did. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what that left stick is for. <laughs> well, Sometimes you can stop the tor- torque roll in a hover. Yeah. <laughs> there certainly is a point at which there there is such thing as too much power at a certain point. I always hear, well, you can throttle it back. It's like, eh, to a point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, i tell you what, uh, an airplane that, that taught me that lesson actually is uh, one of the biggest planes I've ever flown. And that's Mike Sterling's big 125 extra with the ZDZ 195 on it. Uh, that thing, it's actually challenging to Harrier and hover because it's such a high lift floaty wing. And so it's really light wing, light wing loading. And then when you're in a hover with it, you're just barely off of idle. And so you're really low in the stick on it and really low in the RPMs and just a little bit of throttle change in the planes climbing. Cause it just makes so much power. And it, like I said, it flies really light for 125 inch, 42 pound airplane. So like I said, there is a such thing as it can be challenging to fly one that's too powerful. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I can imagine. I haven't had that problem, but I've seen it. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's the, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I know we've talked about it amongst ourselves. And, uh, and we talked about it out there on Saturday with the 30 CC airplanes just fly heavy. Yep. And, uh, you know, I know Casey and, and Mike talked about that. And I know Matt, you and I have talked about it too. And it's ironic that people getting into giant scale, it it seems like they want to hit that 30 CC plane mark for some reason as their first bigger airplane, because, and I guess the perception is that it's going to be easier to fly when in fact it's not, it's probably the more challenging plane to fly. Um, so that's my take on them. And it, a They're lot of cool. times it's due to that heavy wing loading. Man, the coolest thing about them is it fits in my Civic. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, well, it's a, it's a big plane that is easily obtainable and easy to carry. You know what I'm saying? That's why people gravitate towards it. They're like, oh, shit, man, the 70cc won't fit in my car, but man, this 30cc will. Well, or, or their hobby room their budget, yeah. their car, right. you name it. Yeah. A lot of yeah, things. Absolutely. But, uh, but we need to clear up the misconception that they are easier to fly because they're not. So the 70 is much easier to fly than a 30 and a 120 and a, you know, 170 are even easier in their own regards. So, Yep, yep. So, mm-hmm. man, uh, kind of back to this extreme flight deal a little bit. So, I've got one of these vanquishes in my cart, and that <laughs> and, and that that price is with ship, <laughs> shipping and everything. Yeah. So the plane itself is like eight hundred and something, and then total shipping and everything. The way that it's posted on the page is a thousand fourteen ninety nine. Nice, nice. Just go ahead and finish. 
Hey, so if you, if you do that I'm four easy payments, make sure you do the four easy payments this time. Yeah, no <laughs> joke, right? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. That was a hit, man. I was like, no. Oh, too all late. Right, I got a gl- yeah, all right. I got a glider. It's on the way. Oh, darn. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. That's, that's honestly not a bad idea, Clay. <laughs> oh, man. Do it, do it. Yeah, I'm I'm one I'm one beer away from hitting send. Where's that 18 pack when you need it? <laughs> no kids still rolling right around in the garage. Go pick up one no. of them beers. <laughs> oh no, that one that one's empty. And we've emptied a second since then. <laughs> well, last thing on our list, let's uh mention that single stick FR Sky that we were talking about a couple shows ago. It's uh I got a notification today that it or was that yesterday? Anyway. It's back in stock at uh, Aloft Hobbies. So yeah, and me and Clay suck because both of us said, "Man, we we yeah. try to get that guy on a show, and neither one of us have done it yet." Yeah, but you bought one of these radios but, yet either. Let's hold yeah, up. We're gonna try. Well, the holdup is is that that almost novelty item radio for me is the same price I paid for my DX18 that I used for years and my Fataba 18SC that I'm currently using. You're not working it's with me not, very well here. You've been talking this thing up, man. It's time to pull the trigger. No back. It's not completely a novelty, Clay. Not completely. You can me. make it work. It's not completely, but it's more of a novelty than the <laughs> other two that it cost me five hundred bucks. Right, right. I get that. <laughs> and plus, I have to, to build you, this one. If I don't want to have to build it, I have to spend an extra two hundred. Well, but you could set it up on like, like Clint's Taylorcraft. You know, you could just have the throttle on a switch. <laughs> it's either full throttle or idle, right? So, and then you got everything else. It has a It'll slider work. for throttle. It'll be okay. It'll work. Well, you know, on normal planes, you can do so, that. So, that's actually my question is what airplane would I put this on? Um, I actually had that thought process today. It's like, if I bought this, what would I fly with it? I know what? exactly what you would fly with it. You want me to tell you what you would do first and you tell me that I'm right or wrong. So I bet you still have a Flex Innovations little extra, uh-huh, brand uh-huh. new, in a box. <laughs> I don't think I do anymore. I think Dad took it with him and maybe gave it to somebody. I don't remember if it's still up there on the shelf or not. But, yes, well, I did but, think about that. Yeah. Well, Mr. Flex Innovations team pilot guy, I think you should order one. I don't want and another I, extra, though. All right. We'll put it on a Mamba 60. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That too. I'll tell you what. If you're going to let your dad fly it, which you, you mentioned before, I've got an Electro Telemaster sitting over here that I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. with. Throw a receiver in it. Have some fun. i tell you what I really thought about doing was getting my Alpha 40 and uh, putting it on that. So I have a question about this. Is Is it his right hand or left? He's just got a right hand. Okay, so he has a right hand. I was wondering if you can move this stick, like if it has a plate, you can put it on the other side um, if, you, if you needed to. I, I wonder if you could flip that plate over because it's Oh, yeah, there you go. Bi- it's not built. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look at that. Um, the other to- thing, I really, I'm just as interested in laser engraving this thing as I am anything. Right. <laughs> Customize it for people. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, customizer for me. 
<laughs> you can have a, a more impressive novelty item. Yeah. Well, here's this, what I would. Here's, here's yeah. you know what it's going <laughs> to definitely have on it. Hashtag Casey's fault. <laughs> That's nice. fine. Right. I'm totally in on that. And the only thing I want out of this deal is put it on an airplane that it's okay if I crash. I want to try that out. It's right here. It's on a glider. <laughs> yeah, it is on a glider. You. Yeah. I gave all my gliders away though, or otherwise I would definitely do that. Casey's got a few. Well, that. Well, that would work way good because then you wouldn't need a slider for the throttle, man. You're just ready to rock and roll one stick. Well, that would actually, like, that would be cool. Um, even if it were like a motor glider, just put the motor on a switch. switch yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, no, that would be, that's definitely a great idea. Um, I would be in on a, a cheap motor glider. If you're putting the motor on a switch, you can even do a hotliner, man. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Tell you that Kuna would be cool on it a bit. Yeah. yeah. All right, hit the switch. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Turn it off. Turn, turn it off. off. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really do think I'd probably try out the uh, the Alpha Forty um, because that's a plane I'm not really too worried about. Um, I also thought about maybe that Mamba Ten Success, um, yeah. just for the hell of it. I'm not sure yet. It's uh, a little it's still up in the air. So that thing's kind of kind of twitchy, man. I think get away from you pretty quick. You have to tone her down a little. Yeah, it just wouldn't hurt my feelings if it went in. Right. <laughs> so uh, we we've all got we've all got those planes. Those are the best ones to fly. Because man, you just fly so much better when you don't give a shit. Yeah. I uh, I just wouldn't want to put it on any of like any of my my Raven. My lasers, Mamba, one twenty. Right. No, I, def- I, I definitely I, wouldn't want to do that. But just do it not, before not, you fix your big laser. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> it's not that broke. No. I know. Yeah. But I tried. Uh, I, I don't know. I might would throw it like on that Gowie X three. That would be fucking wild. Ooh. That would be way. That would be way wild. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be different. That would be weird. Having to fly. Let's see the rudder be on the turn. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I could do the collective. I think that would be the hardest part. Curtis Youngblood in that thing. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. I'm too old to be that coordinated. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I definitely like the idea of, uh, you know, some kind of cheap glider. Like I've always kind of had an interest in the uh what was that one that horizon put out that's got all the crazy lights on it the the one that's the, flight test inspired yeah um the radian yeah or the night is a night radian yeah night radian. night radian has a yeah the leds yeah. yeah so i mean i wouldn't I, that would be kind of cool i think so yeah i had a radian pro for a while i had some fun with that thing I tried to make the wingtips touch a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the little UMX radian. It flies pretty good in a hangar. Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty good indoor. You just like DLG it or what? No, it's got a it's got a motor. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Well, I'm definitely still thinking on it. Um it's just a matter of it's five hundred bucks. Yeah, I wish the price point was a little less. Not gonna lie. 
for yeah. what it is. But then again, I don't know what all is involved in the internals. And I'm sure that's where the process is coming from with the screen and all the stuff. But uh, yeah. So they actually have some pretty good details on their uh, ALOF forum. Um, I got in there and got to reading and looking into it a lot here a couple of weeks ago. And uh, there's some pictures of the internals and there's, you know, that these guys developed it at ALOF from what I gathered. Nice. And then uh, FR Sky, I think, come on board after the fact. But uh they were just using FR Sky parts and building it themselves. So there's a lot of 3D printed parts. Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing with the aluminum case, which is not currently available. Only the wood case one is available right now. Yeah. And from the looks of it, I'm guessing it's just laser cut plywood. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. They had another, oh, they have a built version of it. So you can buy the kit for 499 or the built version for 700 so yeah 200 yep. bucks have them put it all together i'm assuming wired all in and everything yeah i can't imagine it being that difficult i mean they got the forum there um i'm sure you could email a loft i tried to find a phone number for them there's not a phone number for a loft but i'm sure you could contact them through email and get all the information you need about putting it together uh, i'm sure it's just point-to-point wiring with these switches yeah. and stuff just I would, some time. I would bet i would honestly bet i mean looking at the layout and everything it looks like it's a horse which i'm pretty sure that's the platform that they're using yeah um everything is plug and play except for the joystick i believe the joystick is the only thing that you would have to right. uh, solder in and that's because it's going to you know you're basically condensing two gimbals into one and there's just not a harness for that so right. you get it kind of make your own I'd make well, it easier for sure. They have that uh, that stick available. I think it was what thirty bucks, Casey. Does that sound right? I think and, yeah. I think that's it. 30, you, Forty bucks, worst case. Yeah, if I remember right, that stick. Yeah, it was like twenty eight ninety nine, and it had the wires that come out of it for the uh, the twist for the rudder. And it looked to me like you just screwed it right onto the top of your other gimbal and just run the wire through it somehow. Right. Yeah, you run the wire through it, and man. Even on, on on the forums, dude. I mean, it gives you a diagram on what you need to solder up. So if you're proficient in soldering, dude, it's it's nice. not. I don't think it's anything hard at all. Yeah. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that you could probably adapt it to any one of these Open TX, you know, based uh, radios. I was going to say, don't hold me to that, but I would bet. What I hear you saying is that we're going to take one of your FR Sky radios and put this gim- this stick on it. <laughs> That's what I heard you well, say. I- well, I'm damn sure willing for 30 bucks if I can get one of those gimbals and everything or whatever that costs that I've got an extra FR Sky radio laying around. I bet I can make it work. Sounded like a challenge to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's definitely something. It's cool. I want to check it out. <clears throat> yep, yep. It just, it gets me, I'm, I'm having the same issue that Casey always has with receivers, you know, it's like, but I can buy this other one for 30 bucks. And it's like me, it's like, but I already have a Spectrum, a JR, <laughs> a Fataba, a couple of converted radios, you know, it's like, right. like, do I really want another radio? And it's, it's honestly, it's going to be a novelty item for the most part for me. 
Well, so, it's just like your converted radios are kind of the same way. But yeah, speaking and, of radios, there's a 14SG like tucked in the back corner of one of your shelves over there collecting dust. Oh, yeah, that doesn't belong to me. Oh, you need to. I was going to say, you need to sell that while it still has some value to it. Yeah, no, that's not mine. Oh, okay. Oh, well, man, I would be- in it. I forget about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a project that we all need to work on. I need you guys to help me okay. <laughs> so I can get it out of my shop. I don't know that project. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> I really need Jason's help because Jason's a he's a genius at this stuff. So, which Jason are you talking about? You. What? <laughs> he's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, man, you got the wrong Jason. Yeah. No, nah, dude, hashtag Warbird problems. That's oh, why I need no. Jason. No, I got you. I got you. All it's right. stuff that I don't mess with. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they are unique problems. What else have we got? Anything? That was all I had on my list. Yeah, yeah I think I think that's it, man. Well, what do we got coming up? We got Wichita Falls Flying's coming up here in about what two weeks two and a half weeks Uh, something uh, like that i thought it was still further out than that though no two and a half weeks um not 10th 11th you coming down for that yeah i'll saturday for sure okay uh may try to come friday night depends on if i got somewhere to sleep you you do most trailer will be out there yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe maybe if skinner's there (laughs) it probably will be What's what's your runway like there, Matt? Uh, no, not jet <laughs> okay. worthy. No, no. Ice um, chest bomber, maybe. I, uh, ice chest bomber would be good to go. Okay, all right. Yeah, turbine would definitely be a no go. Um, it's it's asphalt, or it was at one time. A lot of. A lot of it's it's chewed up a little bit. We actually talked about going out and putting like Petromat doing that kind of thing to it, but uh, yeah. funds just aren't quite there and people haven't had the time. But uh, it's been sealed up pretty good. Uh, it's it's short though and not a lot of it there. So, uh, you know, turbine would definitely be out, but everything else, you know, is not too bad off of it. I'd All be right. scared of your landing gear. Oh yeah, jet there. yeah, it would, uh, especially with the pigs and stuff out there. As rough as it is, and part of that, man, it would, it would tear the gear out of a jet. I'm afraid. Yeah, short runway doesn't scare me, but yeah, rough is. Uh, I'd, I'd rather not replace gear mounts. It'd be like yeah. a carrier landing. Yeah, I, um, I can do carrier landings. We, I've done carrier landings. <laughs> we'd need to set out a, you know, a, a, a wire i don't know cable. wire yeah cable to to catch you and uh or something because or you're gonna have to be on the brakes when you touch down rig the, bar- rig the barricade rig yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clay and i are holding net at the end as you fly into it yeah yeah what was that uh that was a final countdown rig the barricade yep 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 well the end of top gun too oh yeah they, they didn't, didn't have that. a front gear Mm-hmm. Hey, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Don't ruin this for me. Best Where have you been? Dude, it just became available on digital like yesterday, bro. I'm, I'm waiting for a day I can do it. I was gonna watch it tonight, and then you guys were like, "No, let's do a podcast." So I sent you a text about how you can watch that. Right. I don't I don't know. Know. Me and Matt went <laughs> saw. It. I think the rest of us saw it in theaters. So yeah, 
Yep, I did. I'm not a theater kind of guy, man. We went Dude, opening I, day like real men. I'm surprised I didn't go see it more than once in theaters. I'm Me not too. gonna lie. Yeah, I think that's the first movie I went to uh, since the whole COVID thing became a thing. Uh, I know uh, it's the first one. That's actually the first movie I've been to since the Midway movie. Okay, uh, that's been right. a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The I went and saw Midway. That was a funny deal. Uh, I went to. I was out of town working, like I am right now, and uh, Midway was in theaters, and I went to it because I had. It was getting dark early. It was later in the year, and so I worked till dark. And I was like, "Well, I still got some time. I'll go watch a movie." So I went to watch it, and I was the only person in the entire theater. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, was the fir- I was like, "Huh, this is kind of weird." <laughs> this is not a good sign. <laughs> well, no, it was like on a Tuesday in oh, Ada. Yeah. So it's like a little oh, okay. bitty theater during the week right. and it was at the nine o'clock showing, you know, <laughs> everybody's in bed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is, it was totally small obscure town. timing in yeah. a small town. And, uh, <laughs> and then the CGI was just, uh, I liked the movie overall midway, but the CGI and like the way the, the dauntless, uh, or was it a dauntless, whatever dauntless. plane they were flying dauntless. Yeah, um, no, the Dauntless was a torpedo bomber, wasn't it? No, uh, no, SBD was a was a dive bomber, I think. Anyway, um, the way they flew them, it was really unrealistic and unnatural. So uh, I, I don't remember. I think I've seen that movie, but I've slept since then. So. Oh, just go watch the landing, and you'll know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. It's horrible so unrealistic that's one thing that top gun 2 did a really good job of but oh, they were yeah, flying they actual jets so yeah 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 that was pretty cool i was watching some of the uh oh background stuff on them making that movie and uh some of the other stunt stuff that tom cruise has done that's pretty cool but so uh, i liked top gun 2 i really did i only have one problem with it but you know, overall, I like the movie. It's, it was good. What problem? <sighs> yeah, you can't leave us on that note. Okay. <laughs> I, you got you guys know where I came from, my, my background, but that kind of target, you you wouldn't have sent tactical fighters in for that right. target. We we'd have destroyed it from way 150 miles away. Yeah, with tomahawks way out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought that precision too. guided weapons. Yep. You never would have even seen the enemy um, fighters, you know, but, you know, whatever. It was a good movie, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I get what you're saying, though. But Yeah, you know, I thought that, sure. too, when I saw it, but, you know, at the same time. So the only other thing that stood out to me that I thought was kind of weird, and I actually I saw this on a review of it as well, is uh, when uh, – and, and this didn't ruin it for Casey because this is in the previews um, – but they take the wings and like hammer them into a casket. Oh uh, yeah. That's not something they do. That's a Navy seal thing. So I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. But it was a good show. It was a good yeah, movie. It's a good, it's a good movie, Casey. Definitely worth the watch. Yep. I put it this way. Mm-hmm. I watched the original uh top gun probably in the neighborhood of 2500 times and uh 
Uh, no bullshit. Ask my mom. And uh, <laughs> wore out that tape three or four times, did you? Yeah, I did. I physically <laughs> wore out a VHS tape on it. And uh, I went into it fully prepared to hate it because it's a sequel that come along, what, 32 years. years later, whatever it yeah. was, yeah. Um, 1986, the original, yeah. you know. 36 so, years. So, yeah, I, uh, anyway, I went into it fully <laughs> prepared to hate it, and I liked it. So, I was, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, when I walked in, it's like, if I waited this long, it better not suck. <laughs> right. <laughs> going to be pissed. If you do us, like, uh, Guns and Roses with Chinese <laughs> democracy, I am going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> Metallica, <laughs> blow and re-blow. Wow. Well, that's all I had. Um I know I'll put uh event dates and sponsors stuff all in the show notes. Um but uh if you want to touch on any of them, I don't know, I think we've gone over those so many times in the last couple of weeks that uh people don't forget them. Yep, don't yeah. forget Superfly. Yep. Uh, we did have one that we added was the Bomber Field event. Yep. Um, is it Legend that's putting that on? Yes. And uh, September 17th, 18th, uh, I believe that weekend down at Bomber Field. That's down in Houston, if I'm not mistaken. Speaking of Bomber area? Field, I think they have an event going on. So Warbird. Last weekend or this weekend? Do they? Yeah. they. I'm, I've seen a couple of posts about them, but uh, – I know that's the one they've got coming up. So, yeah. But yeah. So we added that one to the list. Otherwise, it's the same ones uh, that we've gone over the last few episodes. So, yeah. But anyway, well, that's all I got. Anybody got anything else you want to go over? That's it. We'll see you guys next week. All right, man. Y'all have a good week. Thanks for listening. We will talk at you next time. See you. See you later. Mm-hmm.